Welcome to another podcast by Victoria Point Baptist Church. We are glad you have joined us today. If you would like to connect with us as we aim to introduce people to Jesus by connecting with our local community and beyond, you can find out more at vpbc.com.au. We won't be shaken because you are unshakable. Lord, you are our foundation, and Lord, would you remind us of that fact, that we can put our confidence in you because you are good, because you are unwavering, and uh, that you are that foundation that we can build our lives upon, Lord. So help us to, to remind ourselves of your faithfulness in all seasons of life. And would you speak to us this morning, Lord? Would you speak through me, and uh, would we not hear Sam, would we hear you? So thank you that you are here with us, in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Oh man, would you like to grab a seat? Uh, Youth Connect, you guys can go out now. You've got Dave and Rach out there in the foyer. Awesome. Well, welcome. Um, I want to extend my welcome uh, with Paul, alongside Paul's uh, to you. If you're watching online, welcome. Uh, I'm Sam, one of the pastors here, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy this community. Uh, so today we're talking, we're continuing our series on prayer. And uh, prayer is something that we sort of, we hear a lot about, we know bits and pieces about, but we're going to continue uh, the why, why, why we pray. And I think it's really significant. Last week was Father's Day, and I, I'm a father, I've got three beautiful kids, and I love being a dad. Um, one of the things that I really, really cherish is I love watching kids play sport, or trying to, particularly when they're little. And um, la, my, my boy, he's five, started playing indoor soccer with a few of the, few of the guys in this church. And uh, it's really cool. I love watching them play. And uh, it's sort of like this first slide. Um, that's not a picture of my boy. That's a, that's a cute photo um, that I found. So, uh, but I love watching little people play soccer because little people who play soccer have no idea how to play soccer. Uh, and if you've ever been a parent, you're like, proud, proud dad moment watching these little people just chase the ball. And, and they're so fixated on this, on this ball, they're just gunning it. They're just like, oh, I want the ball, I want the ball. It's mob mentality. It's just like, oh, you know, they don't even know that there's a goal. They don't even know what the purpose of the game is. You know, it's, it's this insight of, I just want to be a part, I just want to be a part of it. And um, yeah, so that sometimes, sometimes I feel like life, I'm a bit like that. I'm a bit like mob mentality. I'm fixated on something. I'm just fixated on one thing, then the next, but I'm sort of not really aware of the bigger picture, what's going on. And I wonder if maybe that's like you in, in your faith journey, if your spiritual walk with God, you're like fixated on the thing that's in front of us, not really aware what is God doing in my life? What is the big picture? Where are the goals? Where is God taking me? And it's a really big concept for us to try and wrestle with, but it's one I think that's significant for us to have an awareness. And sometimes my prayer life reflects that. I sort of, I don't know what I'm praying for. And maybe, maybe, maybe that's you, and you end up just praying for yourself. You know, it's like, I don't know what to pray for. I don't know, uh, pray for world peace. I, I, I don't know what that looks like, but so I end up just praying for me and mine. I navel gaze in my prayers. I'm like, God, fix, fix all the problems in my life. Thank you, amen, and hang up. And that can be a, a bit of a process of how we engage with God, sort of an aimless wondering. And the problem is, is that we sort of don't really have a confidence in prayer life. We don't really have a confidence of knowing where this lands. I, um, I heard an analogy that sort of really, I, I think for me, 
uh, makes it a lot clearer. It's a bit like playing golf in the dark. You know, you sort of, you can do all the things. You swing, you hit a nice clean shot. And, um, well, I don't think I've ever hit a nice clean shot, but theoretically you hit a nice clean shot and you just don't know where it lands. And it's a bit like our prayer life. It sort of can just feel like I'm just sending good thoughts upwards. And um, the, the, we're going to check out First John. And um, if you've got your Bibles, First John 5, thir- uh, 5, 13 to 15. Because John's wanting to encourage the believers. He's wanting to encourage them and speak into them in this space. He says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. And I'm like, this is the foundation. This is a foundation that we build our prayer life, that we, we build our lives on knowing that we have eternal life, eternal life in Jesus. That's not just when I die, but it's eternal life now that we enter into now. And uh, that's a foundation that we can, it's a fallback. It's just a beautiful thing to know that we are going to live forever. You're stuck with me forever. Now, that's a good thing. I'm just encouraging you there. That's a good thing. But it's a great thing that we are stuck, that we are forever with God. And that's a really cool thing. All right, that's our confidence based on that. All right. Uh, and John 5, 14 continues. He says, This is the confidence we have in approaching that, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Sort of, is, if you're confused, that's okay. Sometimes John sort of takes us on a bit of a, a word journey. But basically he's saying, hey, um, have confidence in asking and engaging with God that, that if you ask anything according to his will. That's kind of like, a, it's not the, the fine print, it's not the condition on prayer, but it's something that we need to be aware of, that our prayers need to be in line with what God wants. So the question that hopefully you've all asked by now is, what is God's will for my life? Because the answer is B. No, there's no neat, nice answer, and I think that's significant. What is God's will for our life? How do we just determine and discover his will? Because we've got a whole truckload of promises that when we ask in line with God's will, he will deliver, he will provide uh, John 14, 13, if in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Uh, you John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and have appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last so that my Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. Oh, so good. Uh, on John 16, 23, on that day you'll ask, not ask me for anything. Very truly I tell you, if you ask anything of my Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you'll receive so that your joy may be complete. Wow, so there's obviously, like God is wanting to provide. He's, he's a good heavenly Father. He loves us. He loves providing, caring for his children but he wants us to realign and have our lives aligned with where he wants to take us. That is significant. Really loud. Sorry if you're watching online. Um, this is going to be a really weird experience. But this is reality in our lives. Hello. 
I'll uh, I'll just keep going. Hey. Hey. Cool. Um, no idea where I was going or where I'm at, but uh, let's just keep plugging. Thank you. Uh, but sometimes it's, it's important for us to realign where our life is going, realign where, where, what we are wanting in our lives. Because sometimes Sam, just like me, I'm Sam, uh, just get this idea and I'm just like, I'm gunning it. I'm, I'm heading this direction, God, I hope you're on board. Hope you jump on the train that Sam's going in this direction. And uh, I think that that's, sometimes it's not the best attitude to take as we journey and pray. We, we need to really understand. So um, there's this thing in, I like cars. I don't like cars as much as Pastor Paul. He loves cars. Um, but cars, real cars that have petrol and, and unleaded and smell awesome, not these electric lunchboxes we see around. But real cars, um, they, they have this thing called a power band. And it's a power band is a beautiful thing where your car just kind of finds a real nice boost. You know, it's just, and it's happy. You know, my, my Navara D22, it's at about 2,500 revs. It just feels really nice. I could just, I could feel like I'm going somewhere. And um, when our lives are aligned with where God is wanting us, we hit the sort of boost of we just feel and things start to fall in place around us. Now, this isn't a promise that everything becomes easy when you're in the center of God's will. Sometimes there's, there's I make dumb decisions and those the consequences mean that I'm going to struggle. Sometimes there's, there's a spiritual warfare, there's, there's forces against us. So we need to be mindful of that. But in a general sense, when I'm aligned with where God's heading, I'm not fighting everything. I'm not, I, there's just this beautiful orchestration of events that seem to happen. You look behind and you like see God's hand all over it. It's one of the hardest things to explain being in God's will. Because he doesn't just text us his will. He doesn't just download a PDF to us and say, hey, this is what I want for you. This is where you, where you need to go. You see, God's will is found through relationship. It's intimacy with him we discover his will, and it's a continual. It's not like a, an, an agenda that we just can, can, can read in, in text form. It's a, it's a, it's a, we're following Jesus, where he's going. It's a relationship. It's based on intimacy. And so that's why prayer is so important. That's why prayer is so important. And the more I pray and engage with God, the more I hear his heart of where he wants me, the more I feel uneasy about when I'm stepping outside of that general direction. I hope that's making sense. It makes sense in my mind. And uh, so I've got some, some steps that I think might help you to realign your life if you're feeling like you're heading in a different direction to where where God might be taking you. And the first one, it's not you, it's me. Now, if you've uh, been a, a, a horrible uh, boyfriend or girlfriend and you've broken up in this way with someone, I remember you not having the nicest way of encountering or ending relationships when I was young. And I'd often use this, it's not you, it's me. When it, you know, the truth is it is actually you. Um, but this is, this is the reality, is that in our prayer life, in our prayer life, we need to realize it's me. See, God's plan, his purpose, is, is perfect. It is such a beauty. And when we trust that he's a good God, if we actually believe that he's a good God, and we actually trust him, we want to trust his plan. 
My plans compared to God's suck. They're really bad and they're, they're stupid. You know, God's plans are just so complete and uh, you want to be on board with him. So it's really important that we listen to God. We don't just do our own thing and hope God provides for us. So prayer is a really two-way street. It's about listening to where God is wanting to take us. Jesus, even in his humanity, is praying, not my will, but yours be done. There's a continual coming back to realigning. Now, if you've ever tried realigning your wheels in your car, if they're out of alignment, um, you need to loosen things. You can't just get a big hammer and realign your wheels. You probably put, put a hole in the wheel. You, you need to loosen the bolts and nuts and you sort of realign it and bring it into alignment. And so in our prayer life, we need to have an attitude of looseness. I don't even know that's a thing, but uh, this attitude that we're not just holding on to our things and know, God, this is, this is the unconditional direction I'm going. And so it's important as Christians, as believers, that we have plans and we, we're passionate about things and we, we have purpose, but it's important that we hold loosely to them so we can be realigned, so that God can direct our path. And this is the importance of walking in humility. And as I walk in humility, I am teachable, I am guidable. That's a new word too, guidable. We'll make that, make that stick. But I, I'm, I'm pliable. And I think that's a significant thing. So if in your life you feel like you, you have plans that are unconditional, that are not changing, maybe it would be worth taking an attitude into prayer of God, I am, I'm handing this over to you. I'm letting you lead and guide my life. Yes, I've got the next 10 years mapped out in my mind, but I'm going to hold loosely to those. I'm going to head in that direction, but I want you to be my Lord and King. That's what King means. It means he's the boss. And that's the best place you want to live. You want to have him as your King. That is, that, is, that is your power band moment in your life when you actually acknowledge him as King. And that's, and that's that, that. We often just assume that my will is, is awesome. My agenda, what are, my plans are just awesome. I have this assumption that, that God's on, this, on board with what I'm doing when it's a prayer, it sort of changes that. When, when I start to pray with humility, I start to discover that God has got a way better idea of how to bless me. Way better idea of how to look after and provide for me, to love and live through me. And so it's just this assumption that my will is, is better. I need to change that and walk in humility. I have this thing called crate time, and I've shared this before, but I've got a milk crate. I sit outside my pool and... In the mornings, I love it. It's my favourite thing to do in the day now. And I go there, and it's uncomfortable, because otherwise I fall asleep. But I take my crate time, and I sit on my milk crate, and I, I basically just hand over all the things I had planned for today. I loosen all the bolts on my wheels, and I try to get alignment. I say, God, this is where I'm heading. These are things that are on my heart. These are the things I'm struggling with. God, but I want your will to be done in my life. So this is where I'm at. And do you know the amazing amount of peace that I have going into today because of that? It's incredible when you sort of take your hands off the wheel and just say, God, I want you to take over and to be significant and running my life. Declutter my mind and heart and allow God to speak. And the amount of times that God will put someone on my heart that I need to ring and call, encourage, pray for, it's like when I realign my life, it's, my days are so much more profitable when I when I go into it with a looseness and an expectation that God is going to lead and guide me through the day. 
It's incredible. Like, I'll try and get all these things done, plan, da, 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 da. The days that I actually go into that day with the humility of God, I want, I'm not going to control how my day is going to pan out. I'm going to allow you to lead and guide me through it. I get so much more done. At the end of the day, I'm like, wow, can't believe I did all this stuff. So cool. Anyway, that's my encouragement of crate time. So don't go out and steal a milk crate, but discover your own milk crate moments with God. Milk crate moments of God, when you're just letting God be God, be king, control, it is, it is really good. Uh, the second one um, is going to probably offend all the vegans in the room. Um, carve the meat. Now, or, or to- tofu, if you are that way inclined. Um, carve the meat. This is the, basically, I, I love meat, no surprise there, and, um, but I like meeting with people and uh, I like meeting with God. And sometimes you need to get your diary out and not literally get a knife out and carve time out of your day in your diary, but you need to make, make meeting with God a priority. You need to prioritise that in your life. Something has to give. You, know, you can't just squeeze God into an already busy day. That's what I've had. It just doesn't work. You squeeze God in, you eventually get smaller and smaller and other things come up. You'll be checking your phone, what's the latest update with COVID? Hopefully no one's doing that now. And uh, you're not all running out saying we're in lockdown. Uh, but, you know, we need to actually carve time out of our day to make this a, pr- a priority. See, the purpose of following Jesus is not to fix your problems. We don't follow Jesus because he wants to fix our problems. He doesn't want us to be overcome by problems, but Jesus wants to jump into the boat, the proverbial boat in our lives, in the storm, and, and guide us and comfort us and sustain us. But his purpose is not to fix your problem. His purpose is to fix your heart and to, to, to live his life through me and you. It's relational, not transactional. I've, uh, I've started um, end of winter. The grass is growing again. I've recently discovered I've neglected my lawn significantly. Like if you've got grass in your land, uh, you might have been a similar experience with me where there's weeds are sort of taking over. And I found that if you try and de-weed little bindies out of your grass, it's a losing battle. They hurt, they grow everywhere, they're prolific. One thing I have discovered, though, is that the best way to get rid of weeds is not to try and take the weeds out, but to promote healthy green grass. And uh, so what I do, I've, I, I do this every year. I'm like, I neglect my lawn, and then I'm like, oh, I've got a problem. Uh, and so what I do is I start to water and fertilise and look after the grass, and I've found that if the conditions are healthy, grass will be more dominant than the weeds. But if the conditions are neglected, the weeds will thrive. And I've also found that in my spiritual life, that if I neglect my spiritual life, the weeds and problems in my life seem to thrive, but when I invest and nurture and care for my spiritual life, I find that there's this beautiful grass that seems to grow. It's a way better way of doing it. So I encourage you, make time, carve the time in your diary to not neglect your spiritual life. And that realigns us when we make time for God. It helps us to realign our lives with God. It's a continual change. So today's full of analogies because I'm a visual person. Jesus used pictures and words to help uh, understand spiritual concepts. And so I'm going to do the same today. It's like driving a boat in the uh, deep sea. And um, if you've ever been driving a boat, after every wave, what do you need to do? 
steer. You need to correct. Every wave seems to change your direction. It's not like you just go straight on a boat. It's continually directing. And so that's the importance of prayer, is continually being realigned, continually allowing God. And, and the Apostle Paul talks to us about praying without ceasing. And that's not literally saying just close your eyes and pray continually, but it's this attitude of continually being realigned into God's will because that is where his favour and his blessing pours out. Awesome. You guys alive? Yes. Awesome. Cool. Uh, the next one is you're not the centre. You're not the centre of your story. You are not the most, and so this is not to deflate you, but you are not the most significant person in your story. Your life, you're not the main character in your story. Sorry, newsflash. Your story is about God's work in humanity, restoring, redeeming his community, his people. We're a part of his plan. We are like the film crew, watching God, engaging with him. But God is at work, and it's important that we, we walk in that hum humility. I say, I'm not a pastor first. I'm a follower of Jesus. And we need to get that back. It's simply following Jesus, hearing and obeying, and, uh, because we don't want to miss out. Now, FOMO is a real thing. Fear of missing out is a big thing that sort of drives our culture. But the person or thing that has the most FOMO in my life is actually my dog. See, my dog loves being around people, loves being in the car. I can't get the kids in the car in the morning to take them to school without my dog going nuts. He goes eight. He, he just wants to be where we are. He wants to be a part of what's happening. When I, when I pull a tent out to go, he knows we're going camping, and he is next level FOMO. He is just freaking out that he's not going to be a part of what's happening. And I think that it could be really good for us as believers to have a level of FOMO where we have a fear, not a genuine fear, but we have a fear of missing out of what is God doing. What is God doing and wanting to do in my life? What is God doing at Ritalin's community? Would, would we take a, a moment to actually pause and think, what is God doing in my family? What is God doing in, in my neighbours' lives? And start to pray in, the, in, in a way that opens our heart to what God is doing to the people around me, in the people around me. And, if, and it leads to the fourth one. Uh, God fuels his purpose his plan with his power. Now, another picture, another analogy with cars this time. Uh, imagine in the morning, you wake up in the morning and someone is uh, trying to steal your car. They're wanting to take your car and uh, they're, they're breaking in. Uh, what would your reaction be, knowing that you're a lovely Christian people? Uh, how would you deal with the situation? How would you confront them? You certainly wouldn't go down and say, hey, would you like a cup of tea? Would you like a coffee? Can I make you some biscuits before you head off? How about I top up the car with fuel? Would you like me to wash it? You know, it's ridiculous, really, because the car's going to go somewhere that you don't want it to go. It's going to go in a different direction. But I think sometimes in our prayer lives, we want God to give us the cookie, the tea, the coffee, when we're heading in a direction that's not in line with his will. We're like, God, bless my plans as I walk away from you. God, bless my plans as I, as I start my own thing. And God's like, hey, but Sam, I've got this awesome thing I want you to do. I've got this person I want you to meet and encourage and love on today. But I get so fixated, no, I need to do da 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 So we miss out on what God is doing. 
But here's the beautiful thing, is when we bring our life into alignment, we start to see God's blessing and favour and provision just flood. And that's continually, I've seen it over and over again. I'm not saying that following Jesus is going to give you a million dollars overnight. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is there is a favour and a blessing and a peace that reigns in your life when your life is realigned back to where God wants you. It's a beautiful place to be. Prayer is central in emptying my agenda and taking hold of God's. We unlock his blessing and favour over our lives when we discover and walk in his will. We cannot discover God's will unless we are willing to let go of our own. Prayer is this process of realigning our will with God's. Within this framework, we can pray with confidence, knowing that God is both for us and wanting to abundantly provide for us. 1 John 5, we know that we have have what we asked of him, what we truly need. The only thing that we truly need that truly satisfies is God. And this is it. The best gift of a life aligned with God's will is himself living through us. That's the abundant life, realigning our lives that God is living in and through us. That is the abundant life. That is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are realities we want as we realign our lives. We discover them in an abundant way. The more, the, one thing I've found is that the more I pray, the more I want to keep praying. You, get, you can build spiritual momentum. I, I, I love driving without stopping. So I often play this game with my car where I use the gears to slow myself down so I don't have to stop at the lights. You know, I slow down, waiting for the lights, turn, 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 and just keep going. This momentum is something that is really cool. Particularly if you're driving a trailer, heavy load, you want to keep momentum. And in our prayer life, it's a bit the same. The more I start to pray, the more I'm praying, the more I'm seeing God at work in my life, the more I'm like, hey, this is amazing. The more encounters I have, the more purpose and hope and peace I have in my life. I want to stay in that place. But sometimes it takes a bit of an effort to establish momentum in your prayer life. It takes a bit of a get up and go to build that into your life. So I encourage you today, if, if, if you're not seeing your prayer as significant, if you're not living a life of prayer, and, and look, here's the reality. If I was to ask every single one of us, should I be praying more? We'd all be saying yes. But the reality is I think God wants us to to take prayer and understand it better and engage in it more. Build some momentum into your prayer life. Start today. Now, I love watching my kids play soccer. I love watching them. When, when I started playing soccer when I was five, so I probably wasn't as cute as those, those boys running around, but I started playing soccer at five, and I remember my coach at the time saying something significant to me. He said, he said guys, we're going to lose real bad. For, for the next couple of years, we're going to really, really, really struggle. And it's like, okay, it's pretty hard to hear as a young kid, you know, you're going to lose, um, particularly because I'm a little bit competitive, if you know me at all. And uh, so, but what he said is, he said, we're going to learn how to play the game. We're going to learn how to score. We're going to learn about positions. We're going to learn about all the things that really matter. And, and it happened like that. For the first couple of years, we struggled. It was a bit of a mob mentality, but we eventually got to start to learn about positions, about playing, about passing. Passing is a big, big, big deal, apparently. And, uh, you know, it's, it's this big thing that we started to understand the game. 
And you know what? We actually started to do really well. After a couple of years, we te- the team just came alive. We started to play and pass because we had a, a bigger purpose. We were part of a bigger plan. We started to see our lives, what we were doing on the field had significance. And that's what prayer does. Prayer takes us out of our own little bubble and, and, and puts us into a bigger plan, a bigger game. And that's, a, that's where you want to be, inside God's kingdom active. He doesn't want us to be passive. He wants to be, for us to be not spectators but players in his game, in him, what he's doing. It's really, really important. And maybe, maybe for us it's a time that we put an, our agenda on hold. Maybe, maybe you've just been driving something so hard or you've been driving relationship or driving the next two, four, five years. Maybe COVID is helping us to put pause to our plans. But instead of just being frustrated at COVID, would we turn to God and say, God, would you realign where you want me to be, who you want me to be? And would that be our driving focus? Uh, Let me pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, would you align our lives that we could experience your blessing, that we could experience your abundance as our eyes get fixed on you? Lord, would you challenge the agendas and the bias and the things that we want in our lives? Would we hand them over to you, maybe every day? God, would you have your will in our lives? Would we rest in your will, knowing that you are a good heavenly Father who loves and provides? You love to provide for your children. Lord, would you help us to walk in humility and say, Lord, I want what you want. I want you to to create in me a clean heart, a heart that hears and listens to your Spirit's leading. So, Lord, would you challenge us today? Would you encourage us today to live the bestest life in alignment with your will? In Jesus' name, amen.